0: Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Hallelujah, Father God, Lord, as we are gathered in the name of Jesus Christ, we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We thank you today that we can celebrate life. We thank you today for this house and every father in this place. Lord, we Glorify your holy name because you are a good God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you to the band. God bless you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Little Falls Christian Center. Praise God to all the fathers. Happy Father's Day and to our, if I may call, Pastor Harold's children, call him dad, to our father and dad. Have a fantastic day. One thing that Pastor Harold do not like is to draw attention that anybody should call him spiritual father, that kind of thing. And I know why, because there's actually a spiritual reason why the Lord Jesus said to those Pharisees, do not let any person be called father. You know what happened there? They called themselves father by replacing the relationship the people needed to have with God. And these leaders took it upon themselves and took the glory of God upon themselves. And they walked around with clothing, with speech and long prayers instead of diverting the people back to God. And that's why the Lord Jesus said, let no man call you that thing, because that's our job as pastors. We want you to have the best possible relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ to the Father that you can ever have in your life. So Father's Day is not just a normal Father's Day. Father's Day is where we reconnect our commitment to our families and our God. So that's what it's all about. Amen. It's a serious message. (laughs) Praise God. I just want to, you know, today my title is not just to the fathers, but to the families. You know, you cannot have just a father because a father's got a family and everybody's interconnected. And the role that every person plays is so important. So this message is there to challenge you. Because daily, I'm challenging myself in my fatherhood on a daily basis. So I just, you know, just to start, I need to give just a little bit of statistics to show you how important it is to have good fathers, solid fathers, Committed fathers, praying fathers, holy fathers. It is so important because Satan surely comes for the fathers. And we need to put him in his place. So this statistics, just quickly, just quickly. You know, it says here 63% of the youth suicides comes from father's, fatherless homes. 90% of children that run away it's due to the fact that the fathers are not there. 85% of all children with behavioral problems, it comes from fatherless homes. 71% of children who do not finish school is due to fatherlessness. And then 71% as well of drug addicts comes from fatherless homes. And 85 percent of youths in prison, they come from fatherless homes. You know, there's so much to do in the world right now, and the place to start working on ourselves is in church, in our homes. This is the place. So the responsibility upon fathers and grandfathers and fathers to be is exceptionally high. And this is the thing I want to portray this morning. The fight in the family is to be spiritual and to be godly. It's every single person's family's fight. And it's a battle. There's a real battle in the homes for godly homes. Sure, Powerful, godly homes. Because Satan came for the first family. And he excluded the father. The moment the father is excluded, there's problems. Fathers need to be at their right place. And they need to do certain things in the family. God expects that. God wants that for us. Amen. So... My message this day, as we celebrate Father's Day, it's actually about men and their choices, because that's what real Father's Day is all about. It's about the choices men make, and men do. And today we are going to hear about some stuff. So to God, it's extremely important, the family unit. In our church, we take it serious. I must say, in the Bible school, it is one between myself and Pastor Tians. We've shared the, the, the course on the family divorce and remarriage. And it's one subject I realized when coming into ministry is that the fact that a man need to be able to deal with marriages and with broken homes. And the greatest honor God gets when we get to work with families and those families are restored. God's perfect will is for families to be restored because all of us, we make mistakes. There's no person here who can say, you know what, I'm the, I'm the one, look at me. No, we as men need to be humble in our homes. Amen. So let me quickly take you the first scripture, Luke eleven eleven. Luke 11 from 11, verse 11. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? This scripture is so deep. It talks about asking. This shows the attitude of a father or men in the home. The attitude of prayer, we see here the, mention, the name mentioned father. We see there's an asking. And just on a lighter note, the Lord proved to be here that men belong in kitchens as well. Because where do you go to your father and ask, Can I, brood or, Can I have a sandwich, dad? You go to your mom. Amen. So here the Lord reflects. Go to your father and the father will not. Can you imagine biting on a piece of stone? That's crazy stuff. Or ask for a fish and give him a give him a serpent. I mean, this is crazy stuff. Men should be in the kitchen. Amen. All the women say, "Amen." Amen. But the focus here, the real focus, is on what. The Father wants to give, present to every family unit, and every family unit should be a spirit controlled environment. This is what the Father gives and wants for every man to be a Holy Spirit filled, inspired leader. That is God's wish here. He says, You ask for things, we are all evil. And evil people give their kids the best. But this is the father's best for your home. You see, we pray a lot of things. We want a lot of things. But do we ever go and say, Holy Spirit, please take control of my life better. How can I better control my family? How can I better lead under your guidance? Holy Spirit, please take charge of me as a man. And if we've lost it, If we are not at the place of leading anymore, because I'm silenced by my circumstances, then it's time to humble yourself in the sight of God and let the power of God come upon you and change your family. Every family can be changed. I want to tell you, in all of my counseling sessions I have with families... I want to reinstitute the leading of the Holy Spirit. And you can see when the Holy Spirit stopped working in a home, that's immediately where tension starts. That's the place of problems. Father God wants out specifically in the times we are living in that the home's atmospheres should be changed by fathers on their knees praying for their families. That's the real place of a man. A man of God. Amen. So fathers, get ready. The attitude of prayer. This is what this is all about. The attitude of prayer. The attitude a man goes into his home and present God to his family. Father God wants to bless the men today and help them. We need help. Amen. Men, you Men, you must agree with me. This is good stuff. You see, I like this, what what I found from someone who said, prayer is a discipline of dependence on on God and as such is the life breath of every family disciple and a man. Prayer, prayer, real prayer, where 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 you get to God and when God gets to you, you stand up out of that prayer meeting And you're a different man. You know, we men, we don't like to fight. How many of you like to fight? No, God took the fight right out of us. But yet there's a lot of fighting in the homes. There's a lot of tension in the homes. It's because maybe we are not, we are not led by the Holy Spirit in our families. And we need that, amen. So there's no quick fix prayer to sort out our families. Quickly get into, oh, Lord, please help me. There is a focused attention to the word of God. What does the word say about my family? What does, my, does my prayer life meet up with what God wants to do in my family? God is waiting for men and women to go into that room and change their families. The greatest honor God gets is when a man and a, and a woman humble themselves and lead their children. Do you know in some families the children are in charge? How many times, and there's a beautiful family, he actually calls me dad. And he one day phoned me, and I mentioned this, and he phoned me. He said, Pastor, please come to our home. There's a demon in my child. And I realized here's a big problem. How are we gonna cast out this demon? You see, but the, the kid is only three years old. It, it's, it's, it's not a demon. Sorry, you have to go through that. There's no quick fix for none of us. For those of you who got a two year old that's calm, that's a major blessing from, but for the rest of us, you need to take your hands, you need to fast. <laughs> There's, there's no there's no shortcut to a two-year-old. But when the two-year-old becomes a teenager and the teenager still leads the home, <laughs> you know what, what is needed in that? Here's some practical advice. I've had people who came alongside me because I would have been the most stupidest man on the planet. And someone one day said, spend time with your kids Teach them how to pray and overlook many times their transgressions. It's like, Lord, okay, how do you start? So I had these two little daughters. I was expecting little boys. You know, I, I, I really wanted to play rugby and stuff, and none of that. God gave me pink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like, how, how, how does this work now, Lord? You know, what, what can you do with daughters? Thank God I had daughters. My greatest, I can write a book on the hours we spend talking. Fathers, young fathers, those daughters of yours, you know, when they go and sleep, go and lay next to them. Ask them what is, imp- don't give advice. They're too young. Listen, just listen. Take time to listen. Do you know how many problems are sorted out with children when parents take time just to listen? I want to tell you, give the Lord praise for that. We are a family church. Pastor Harold and Maud's shown us, you know, I've been working now with Pastor Harold and Maud for 21 years, physically next to them. What an example. I have to say, sorry, Pastor, but their example helped us, and is helping this church. We are blessed. You better say to yourself, we are blessed. We are so blessed. I want to take you to 1 Timothy 4.8. It says here, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable to all things. Having the promise of life now, godliness that has a promise now and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. For to this we both labor and suffer reproach. Because we trust in the living God, who is the savior of all men, especially to those who believe. Then it says, teach these things. Command these things and teach them. Godliness. What is a real man of God? A real, real, real man of God. It's something different from this world. This world, it's about the muscles. You know, this exercise profits a little if you take myself and Pastor job, if I exercise and he doesn't, you know where you can see the difference. The guy who exercises can, from there, just climb onto the stage. The other guy will walk around. <laughs> that, that's the difference. There's, 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 there's no benefit, you know. The time we spend on ourselves is the time we need to spend with our families and praying for our families and get our families going. Our families are so important. But yet these, you know, I don't know if there was a a lot of men with Paul when he wrote this to Timothy, probably guys in a gym doing 100 push-ups. He says, well, what's that about? Pray, take that time and pray for yourself, pray for your family and you'll see there's an outworking that pays off much greater because here's the problem. As the muscles get bigger, the problems get bigger. Let me not go into that. So it's either the carnal way for families, the carnal way or the God way. How is it in your family? Is it the carnal way? Was it the God way? One thing as well, I want to give advice. I have some advice to give. In my home, we never, ever sit in front of a TV and eat. That doesn't happen. It's never happened. I bought the biggest table I could get in my family. That thing is big. Eight people could fit around that. And we created the culture. Let's sit down. Let's eat together. And that's the place where all of our troubles are many times solved. By eating together, spending time together. Everybody knows in my my family, they don't go to the living room. They come to the place where we eat. That's the place. And the conversations. Life happens when we gather. Not the place. We need to remove. You know, yesterday I did a wedding and I instructed the young man. I said, you, if you have a TV or these rubbish games you are playing, because I know some people play games, you know, these, these evil things. Really, it's evil. Let, let me tell you. The, these things are breaking up families. You have a teenager for that time. You need to spend time with that teenager for that time. They need their fathers, but they don't know it. So you need to be wise. Ask the wisdom of God, how can I get through to my child? What can I do to better my family? Sit together, spend time together. Amen. So much we can say about this subject. Luke 12, 35 says the following. And I've got a blessing of a Bible here. Thank you, Pastor Harold. Luke twelve thirty five. I just want to find it to you. listen to this but be sure of this that if the head of the house had known at the time that the thief was coming he would have been awake and alert and would not have allowed to house his house to be broken into the head of the home mentions here if the head of the home was not sleeping if the head of the home was busy praying. If the head of the home had this focus on his wife and his children, if the head of his home was available for his families, the thief would not have come to break in. In some families, the thief did come. But it's time for the head of the home to stand up and cast out those things that remove you from the presence of God. The head of the home. There are many heads of homes here today. This is wonderful. This new, let me actually promote this Bible. This is the Amplified Bible, the new one. The Study Bible. Couldn't believe the difference between this one. This is good stuff. Man, I'm changing my, I'm back into that one. Praise God. So be awake and be ready. Be awake and be ready. Amen. Everybody, be awake and be ready. It's a time to be awake and be ready. Start to fight for your family. Start to communicate. Amen. Because every, every single decision we make in the family, it has consequences. There's no decision you make in a, family, in a family that there is no consequences. So make sure. And God will hold us to those decisions we make. God will hold us. I actually have another scripture. This is the scary stuff. I didn't want to give it to you, but I'm actually going to give it to you. This is so powerful, if I can find it. Luke 12, verse 2. Jesus said to his disciples, Stumbling blocks, temptations, and traps set to lure one to sin are sure to come. But woe, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone as large as one turned by a donkey would be hung around his neck and he would hold, be behold into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble in sin. This, God is serious about families. God wants restored families. God wants to heal families. This is the day of healing. Father's Day is actually a day of healing where God takes the hearts of the fathers and the hearts of the children and reconnect them. The hearts of wives and the hearts of husbands. You see, before you become a father, you're firstly a husband. And the order of God is God first, spouse second. Anything that takes the place of those two then there's disorder. God first Spouse second, family third. When the wife takes the children and elevate them to a place where there's no time for the husbands, there's trouble in the home. When men take their jobs and elevate it above the wives, there's trouble in the home. But when God is first, this is the thing we counsel, when God is first, then the spouse will be second. It is impossible. How can God, how can we call upon God and say the Lord is the Lord of my home but my wife is not important or my husband, there's no place for him. If God is first, the spouse will be second. And then we need to create an atmosphere of tenderness and gentleness. Remove the things that's hard some people, they are, they've got so many rules that if you walk into the home, it's, it's like the German system where the screws are too tight. It's, it's scary stuff. You know, therefore we men, you know, manliness has got nothing to do with a person's size. But the size of the God inside of them I've seen some feisty men, short-sized one, you know, as as a person who did some some serious sport, I tended always to end with the shorter men. Man, they were dangerous. (laughs) In the sport that I did, (laughs) I had the advantage, but when they came in, their knocks were terrible. Let's not go there. So... Finally, I want to take you to my example, a great example. I love this man. If there's a man in the Bible that gives us an example, and you know it, we've preached a lot about it, but I I need to take you there, Joshua 24. Joshua 24, 15. And it says here, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. Now Joshua's talking to the nation. Joshua's actually coming to the end of his life. And this is what Joshua said as well. But if it seems evil to f- for you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But he said here, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see, that's we, we say too quick. We're we, we too fast when we go through that. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let, let me tell you something here. But as for me, that's where it starts. As for me, I didn't ask Gussie's permission the day I started serving God. She just saw, what's this young man? I just married him now. What, what, what's, what, what's he all about? What's he all about? But I said, as for me, see, I need to say, as for me first, before I get to my family. Because the example is in the the me part. And if the me part is real and genuine, and you can see it, this has become a man of God, then the family automatically, I've not seen where a real man of God serves God, that his family would not follow. Because the example, there's an anointing upon that example. There's power upon that that example. Because he's a humble man. He's a prayerful man. And he watches his words. We build our families with our words. It's time to get quiet. You know, if you walk into the home, the Father creates the atmosphere just by one single word. Can you imagine walking inside your home and the father is now negative. I've, I've seen it. That's the most dangerous thing that happens in my home. If I walk inside there, hmm. Phew. immediately my daughters, I see them. They, they, they drop. They, they've got an attitude change. Well, what's wrong? They've never seen me like that. I've made a decision in my family. If I open that front door, If I speak words, it's words of life, because it carries them. They want a father that's positive, even though it's going hard, even though it's hard out there in the world. They need a father that says, you know, we're going to get through this. Nothing's going to hold us back. Be positive. I'm praying for you, my child, to hear that a father is praying. I'm praying for you. Don't worry. You'll get through this. I'm next to you. I'm there to help you. That's power. That's the real power of our homes. So as for me, my house. But wait, there's a third portion. Many people do, as for me and my house, we, you know, serving is active doing. Serving is not just words we speak, coming to a church on Sunday, because this is a family. This is a spiritual family. This is the body of Christ, and every person here serving makes a difference. But to say, as for me, there comes the wife, there comes the teenagers, or the young, we will serve the Lord. It's reckoned that they reckon about 80 to 90 percent of families that fathers do not go to church with their families that one in 50 of those children actually will serve God. That's the important, to show up. There's no excuse. There is no excuse for a man not coming and standing up and presenting himself in this house. All of us have done it. We've done it for years and years with many troubles, many troubles. Most people don't know about our troubles but we stood strong for your sake and our family's sake. And the future is bright. I praise God for that, the future is bright. So, let's give the Lord a praise offering. We praise you, Father, we praise you, Lord. We bless your holy name. So Joshua made the declaration about his family and then he followed by the example and he went out and he He fought. Joshua was a man of his word. Joshua was a godly man. So let me finish off by the following. This is beautiful. Listen to this. The Lord Jesus, he went up to the Mount of Transfiguration. Certain things happened there. I heard the voice of God the Father talking about his son. Twice audibly, Father God spoke about his son. And then these things happened. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice out of the cloud came saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and they were greatly afraid. But Jesus came. Listen to this. This is... This is so stunning. But Jesus came. He touched them and he said to them, Arise, do not be afraid. To me, that's the greatest role of a father is to be like Jesus. To declare over his family and to touch them, to lift them up, to be there for them, to take them, present them to their father. You are the connection. Men, you are the connection. There's a great responsibility in our lives. And please stand while I read the following. Psalm 4 verse 3 says the following. But know that the Lord has set apart for himself. He who is godly. The Lord will hear. When I call to him, God hears the prayers of godly men, godly women. So you today have a fantastic day in the presence of God. Please lift up your hands. I need to pray over you. Father God, Lord, we as a church, we are standing here and we are humbled in your sight and we are privileged to know you, Father. O God, our greatest prayer is let thy kingdom come and thy will be done in our lives and in our families. Father God, please bless every single family in this church as we present ourselves to you because time is short. Lord, please bless every father, help them in their personal lives, Guide them by your Holy Spirit and bring them, Father, through any storm, any situation, because you are faithful and true to your word. This we ask in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.